Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 1233 Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brennan Escott with you. And man, oh man, some of you got a little bit fired up after hearing Gary Bettman's quote. <laughs> Uh, to say the least, uh, the perceived view of NHL officiating. Some of you did not like that when we went into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, supporting local and Canadian manufacturers uh, in Edmonton and online at directworkwear.com. We will tell you that at uh, 12.55 or so, Brendan Escott will have NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing. We will say that guests on the show received gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse, whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal's an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. The 99th Roos Chris opened up 9990 Jasper Avenue in Edmonton. Brendan, just give me the go-ahead when we're ready to go, and I'll bang off a couple texts in the meantime. We should be set. We should be set. All right. We will, at this time, head off to the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. He is brought to you every Friday by the River Cree. He is our Oilers Now headliner for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. And on June the 30th, he got everybody fired up about one Duncan Keith. And man, oh man, do a lot of you have opinions on it. Uh, so we welcome back to the show, one of the most plugged in men in the business, Elliot Friedman. Hello, Elliot. How you doing? I'm good, Bob. How are you doing? Good. Are you out of breath? Did you hustle all the way up to that hotel room or what's going on there? I did. You know what? I just finished my workout for the day and I realized, uh, I didn't realize until the end, I cut it too close. So I had to hightail it back up to the room and if you know me, I don't like to exercise, so it sucks. I'm tired. See, that's why I never exercise on the road, because I never want to be out of breath when I host the show. <laughs> except, except, ironically, when we're in the central time zone, sometimes I can pull it off. I can go to the morning skate, because usually we get back to the hotel. Uh, we stay at a place right downtown. I never want to give away the hotels we're at, but we stay at a place that's about 25 minutes from the arena. So, we, you know, that first bus leaves at 12.30, gets me back to the hotel at 12.55. And then, much to the chagrin of the players, I race past them and I uh, head straight up and uh, try to get on the air by 105. Speaking of Chicago, uh, you got everybody a little bit intrigued here. What's the latest on Duncan Keith, Elliot? Well, you know, I don't know if anything's really changed that much. Um, you know, I I think that, you know, he's, and I saw, I guess, The Athletic did a piece today. I haven't seen it yet, but someone told me about it, that uh, one of the athletic writers, honestly, I don't know who it was, had uh, written today about the Blackhawks that um, that uh, they kind of con- they confirmed that something was going on with Duncan Keith. And, um, you know, I obviously I, I believe that a couple of days ago, um, you know, people who are familiar with him know that uh, his uh, son lives in Penticton. And I, I think there's a feeling here that he would like to get closer to his son and the Blackhawks are willing to accommodate him. And I, I think that, you know, there's so- some teams make more sense than others. I think the Kraken were definitely interested or are definitely interested. 
And uh, I think the Oilers have been around there. And I don't believe Canucks. I don't get a sense of Flames. I think those are the four teams that sort of make the most sense for geography. And, um, you know, we'll see where it goes. Uh, Scott Powers put a piece out today from the Athletics oh, okay. to talk, to talking, uh, referencing your report. And uh, let me ask you this. How good do you think he is? Still think he's a pretty good How defenseman? Good. I still think he's a pretty good defenseman. I think that you, the, the key is role, right? Like, um, you know, the thing about Keith is he's he's got a lot of pride. And I think that, you know, he's an unbelievable athlete. He's one of the most incredible athletes uh, really in sports. He has set, going back to his days, uh, I wrote a story about him a couple of years ago about when he first showed up at Michigan State, he basically broke all of their fitness records and they realized he has the most, some of the most incredible VO2 that anyone's ever seen. And he takes a lot of care. Like some people are gifted natural athletes and they don't care about anything else. They're like, I'm gifted, I can do whatever I want. Keith is gifted and he works at it. So, you know, he, he's got a lot of pride in himself. I don't think he's a 25-minute number right. one defender anymore. But, you know, I, I think that I think that what we're looking at here is he'd play behind Nurse at least. And if he goes to Edmonton, and he'd probably be the mentor for your young defensemen who are going to come over, you know, Bouchard, Broberg, uh, anyone, Samarukov, anyone else who eventually plays. So yeah. I think if he ends up in Edmonton, that's the kind of role we're looking at. All right. Uh, it's interesting on perception because people brought up the analytics, especially last year, were not pretty. Now, he spent most of his time playing with Ian Mitchell and Adam Boquist, a couple of rookie defensemen. And the Hawks, I think it's fair to say, I don't mean to be, they're a team that's willing to trade chances. That's kind of how they play a little bit. So mm-hmm. we, we have a lot of people concerned. So we're, we're getting kind of the analytics versus the see them good. You know, like there, there's people that like the character. They like the leadership. The guy's won the con Smythe. He's won three cups. You know, obviously he'd be in a reduced role versus the yeah. hardcore analytics guys saying, why would we bring in a 38-year-old defenseman? But there's a caveat here, Elliot, just in terms, you can briefly comment on that if you could. But the caveat is, my understanding is the Hawks are not, like we have fans, well, fine, if they take James Neal or if they take Miko Koskinen. Uh, is it your belief? Because it's certainly mine. They're not looking to take a lot of money back. Is that correct? No, no, no. I, I think... You know, first of all, on the analytics versus eye test, that's always going to be an argument. I mean, we're seeing that playing out over Seth Jones right now, right? Um, like, there's a lot of people who are eye test people who love Seth Jones, and there's a lot of people who are analytics people who don't like Seth Jones. I mean, that argument's probably going to go on forever as long as hockey exists. Um, you know, like I said, to me, it's all about the role. Like, um, you know, I still think Duncan Keith has plenty to offer. I just don't think it's as your 25-minute number one D. Um, but we, I think we all believe now that Darnell Nurse is, is, going to try, is going to take that role in Edmonton. You know, he's going to be that guy. So immediately I think you're putting him in a better position to succeed than maybe he was in Chicago. We'll see. Um, you know, the whole thing with me too is Chicago wants to get either Jones or Dougie Hamilton. And, and there's, I think there's two reasons a lot of people are kind of zeroing, zeroing in on Edmonton. One, it makes sense for Keith on a, it makes sense for Keith in a geographical and family reason. And number two, I mean, a lot of people are whispering the name Caleb Jones. 
Right. And if, if that's what Chicago's plan is, it makes sense. You know, you, you reunite the brothers. Like, I do think Chicago is one of the teams that Seth Jones would like to play for. I think they're on, I think they're definitely on his list of places he would be happy to go. I think the Blackhawks probably know that. And if they are successful in acquiring his brother, that probably helps it even more. Um, but I don't like, so if you're going to need the money to do that, you know, if you're Edmonton, you probably want them to retain on Keith. So I don't understand how it makes sense from Chicago's point of view to potentially retain on Keith and okay. take a salary that they'd have to buy out. So it's not your belief that Edmonton would have to eat the full $5.5 million? No, I think we're negotiating that right now. Okay. Okay. But like, All right. but like the thing, like the, the point I have, the thing I have, Bob, is that it doesn't make sense for either one of these teams to, like, if you're Chicago and Edmonton, and both teams are taking on Keith's salary, and Chicago is taking a player to buy out. It doesn't make sense for me for the Blackhawks and what right, they're right. trying to do. I mean, I could always be wrong here. I've been wrong before, but just it doesn't make sense to me. Well, uh, you know what? If if they if they eat a quarter of his contract, I, I think that might change the complexion for some of the fans. I was mm-hmm. under the assumption that okay, they don't they don't need any of the money, but they take a contract back like tourists, who's a one point six. Maybe they do, but I was under the impression I had heard the other day that. Edmonton wasn't crazy about the full five-five. Okay. Maybe if maybe if they take the buyout money, take a player to buy out, whether it's Turris or Neil, maybe that makes more sense. Uh, I mean, yeah, Neil. There's no way they do that. I mean, it's seven point six million dollars for four. You know, four years. That's one point yeah. nine cap hit. That would be a tough. The the, the thing about Turris that's interesting is they could they could take him back in the deal, and he would only count five hundred thousand bucks on the actual cap for Chicago because they could just farm them. But people say, well, why doesn't Edmonton do that too? Uh, in terms well, my, of, my, my point is is that Edmonton wants to keep its cap flexibility and yep. Chicago wants to get either Jones or Hamilton. So whatever happens in this deal can't, right. you know, whatever happens in this deal can't okay. affect those things. That's, okay. what I, that's what I've heard. That's all. All right. Uh, spoiler alert out there for everybody. At the Euro, Spain has survived. They advanced. They went in a shootout. Uh, Switzerland's, they were very neutral. I think the proper term is penalty kicks, Bob. Whatever. Uh, don't be a, Spain, don't be a, or uh, Switzerland uh, got stopped on three consecutive shots. Yikes. I haven't seen a team that bad since England. What, back in, was it 96 or what year was that anyways in the Euro? All right, Elliot. So that's, and it's interesting just on Keith because it's funny how perception, do you remember when the, obviously you do, when uh, Shea Weber was traded for P.K. Subban? Fans in Montreal were ballistic on the deal. Yeah. Weber, how's that trade worked out for the Montreal? Well, you know what it is, Bob? Bob, you know what it is? It's that... I think sports fans as a, as a whole have become very ageist. And, you know, every, a lot of things and a lot of things are determined by age. Um, you know, we're big believers now in aging curves, which I think are very legitimate um, in some cases. Uh, actually, I would say a lot of cases. But in other cases, like, for example, the Weber deal, um, like the thing about Weber for Subban, that was ripped in here where I am now for two reasons. One, Subban was a hugely popular player in Montreal. And number two, you know, Weber's, what, almost four years older? So there were a lot of people who didn't like it for that reason. 
Um, I remember when Henrik Lundqvist signed his eight-year extension. I believe he was 31 years old. You know, a lot of people ripped it, and it turned out to probably be one year too long. But generally, New York got more than its money's worth out of that extension. And I think people look at Keith, and they see he's 37 years old just on the surface. And they, they talk about last year, as you mentioned, he had a tough year on a team that wasn't great defensively at all. And they say, that's no good. But... I look at him as a guy, I still, he's a really, he's, he is, like I said, he is one of the best conditioned athletes in the league and he really cares about it. I think sometimes a new place can rejuvenate a person. I don't think he's going to be Edmonton's number one defenseman. I think they're going to find a slot or a role for him. And I, and, and as a player, you know, he has a lot to offer. I, you know, I, I totally understand. Like, I do think Edmonton is looking for an experienced left shot D. Right. Um, you know, I, I last week I threw, you know, the like just like a kind of situation where, like, Giordano in the blog and the Calgary fans, you know, I got a lot of DMs saying, don't ever suggest that again from Calgary. Um, you know, I, I, I could see Edmonton looking for that kind of a player. So it makes sense to me. I mean, we'll see if it happens. Yeah, it makes sense to me, too. And that's that's that. Uh, very quickly, uh, your thoughts on, i got to tell you, I thought Larson would be signed before Nugent Hopkins. Uh, obviously, the player wanted to stay. What do you think of the eight-year, $5.125 million deal for R&H? Well, I, I'll tell you this. I, I, a lot of people, I asked some people around the league, they were really impressed with the number the cap number for Edmonton's point of view. They said that's a really good cap number to get Nugent Hopkins at. And you make the trade, right? You, you, you trade the AAV for the term. At the end of the day, and Bob, you and I and the Oilers fans, we've talked about this a million times. It is hard to get players to come to Edmonton if you don't have an attachment to go there. Ryan Nugent Hopkins wants to play 18 years as an Edmonton Oiler. He wants it. It's not lip service. He really wants it. And I think that's very, very hard to replace if you lose it. You know, Bob, you know, that was a really challenging negotiation. Yeah. And I think everybody involved deserves a lot of credit for finding a way to get that done. Well, and people, we mentioned some left shot options. Jamie Alexiak, Jake McCabe, you know, Ryan Murray. And, and you know what? Alexiak might resign in Dallas. McCabe's American. Would he sign in Edmonton? Does he resign in Buffalo? Ryan Murray, is he as good as Keith? To me, he's not. So, you know, it, well, the it's. The problem with Murray is health, right? Always been. Yep. Yeah. It's, it, you know, and I feel terribly for the guy because, you know, a lot of it's not his fault. I mean, the, the issue with Murray is health. Um, McCabe, I'll say this, I think McCabe's a hell of a player. That would be, uh, but you probably have to overpay to get him there. And Alexiak, I think that one, I would be surprised, based on what I've heard, if that one wasn't announced after the expansion draft. Sorry, what's that, Murray? No, Alexiak, staying in Dallas. Staying in Dallas, all right, there we have it. Uh, Let's do some quick hitters. How much is this whole situation with what Jack Eichel wants to do regarding his neck-slash-disc issue, uh, convoluting the options that are there for Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabres? I have to think by this time that anyone who's interested in Eichel has done their research into this. Um, You know, I think that that, I would find it very hard to believe right now if you were a team that, um, like I, because I know when I wrote the article, I had some teams reach out to me and ask me, you know, what didn't you write that you know? 
And so teams are, and that was, I was around the beginning of the playoffs, Bob. So that's what, six weeks ago. Yeah. So I, I think that teams now have been doing a lot of work and research on that. And I think everybody who's in on Eichel or interested in Eichel, they're well aware of what the situation has to be. Is there any way Seattle would grab Ryan Johansson? Or what would Nashville have to include for the Kraken to take Johansson in his $8 million per year contract? I think it would have to be big. I mean, you saw what Nashville did yesterday. They knew there was a chance they were losing Arvidsson. I really think that, like, Minnesota, if they have to lose, for argument's sake, a guy like Dumba, they're going to follow the same thing. They're not going to let Seattle gain the rewards of, of, of flipping that player or doing something else. Um, they'll do it themselves. And that's exactly what Nashville did. I, like, I think if Nashville, if they're, like, I don't, first of all, I don't think that's what Seattle wants to do. I've heard that Seattle's number one thing is to maintain financial flexibility. It's, yep. it's harder to do that when you take a player with Johansson's co- contract. I think the, the payment would have to be significant to get the Kraken to do that. Total curveball for you at the end here. We'll circle back to okay. the others. Tyson Berry. Is, yeah. the mar- is the market, despite the fact that he led the NHL in points by defenseman, is the market not quite as hot for him as some might think? It's, it's not that I don't think it's hot, because I, I think this is a good year to be a defenseman and be available. I, I just think right now the biggest question is going to be is, who, like, you have to, if, if you're a player now who's going to affect somebody's expansion draft by signing, for, signing you, um, you know, teams aren't going to be rushing. So I do think that's affecting some players. You know, the one thing I think about Barry is, you know, you still you have to have this league is proving right now. You got to have a lot of D, and D who can put up points and run a power play and play with offensive players. There's always going to be value in them. I don't know if they'll ever be the value that you know because guys are going to get squeezed here. I don't know if it's going to be the value we just saw seen two or three years ago. I think Barry will have a lot of interest. I just. I don't know how high the number is going to get or how long the term is going to get. I'm really curious to see, Bob, like, like we were debating, I was debating with someone, Nugent Hopkins got eight years, right? How many eight-year deals do you, going to, do you think they're going to be or even close? Like, I think Jones gets one if he gets traded yep. uh, to a team that wants to extend him. I, I, like, I think Hamilton gets term, but how many other guys are really going to get term? Fair comment. Fair comment. Elliot, enjoy Montreal. It's great to get back on the road. Your, your wife must have been super happy that you're back on the road again. You know, she always hates when I say this, especially when I say it on radio. But I, I always say the biggest winner out of this is her boyfriend. Uh, there you go. That is why we have you on the show. Way to close the deal. Enjoy the game tonight. All right, Bob. You take care. All the best. You've had 1252 at Edmonton for NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Cree Resort and Casino. That is Elliot Friedman. It's it's interesting on, on Duncan Keith here. Um, Bob, please don't be a little blank and carry water for the Oilers here on Duncan Keith. This is a terrible idea. You know it. Every Oiler fan knows it. Don't carry water for them. I don't think it's a terrible idea to get a guy that last year played 23 minutes a game with a couple rookies that would theoretically be playing 18 or 19 minutes a game that's won two Norris trophies, won three Stanley Cups, won a Conn Smythe, and would probably be paired with Adam Larson 
and basically be bridged in on two years to buy some more time for Broberg because I'm not sure what else Edmonton could get. And the texters come back and said, Chris Russell is better than Duncan Keith. No, Chris Russell is not better than Duncan Keith. Chris Russell is a 6'7 NHL defenseman at this point. So take it for what it's worth. We're all entitled to have our opinions. You can text us at 780-496-0063. in Edmonton. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. You're listening to Oilers Now. Hi, this is Mike Smith from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. Royal Pizza, Pizza Past, and so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for over 50 years. For a menu and a list of their 13 Edmonton and area locations, go online at royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Everything is real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. It's old school, big boy pizza, star for recommendation, Mediterranean chicken. Uh, we will tell you. Oh, yes, we will. That if you're a golfer and you're looking for a great VIP golf trip coming up, in September, you can join New West Travel on a four-day golf getaway in the spectacular mountains at Whistler. This package includes airfare in a private WestJet charter with complimentary open bar meals, three nights in a deluxe suite hotel, four rounds of five-star golfing in the coastal mountains, and a New West Travel Golf Tournament with prizes. All transfers can book now. Get a free upgrade on a one-bedroom suite to book your tea time. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com. We will head off to NHL today. Some coach hirings taking place. It is brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise. Merchandise specialist, visit ElitePromoMarketing.com. Back at the 630 Shed Studios, Brendan Escott. Better tell you first that Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final goes tonight at the Bell Centre. 5.30 face-off show here on Shed, 6 o'clock puck drop, and then Reed Wilkins will come back around for a half hour of overtime open line to follow the game. Uh, the biggest coaching signing here, Arizona, naming Hockey Canada darling Andre Tourney head coach of the Coyotes franchise. The 19th head coach in franchise history. It's a three-year deal for him. He was on a one-year loan with Hockey Canada as the Ottawa 67s did not play this year. Of course, no uh, OHL season. Uh, Turney's previous NHL experience was an assistant two years in Colorado. Uh, two tough years, if memory serves, and then a year in Ottawa as well. You touched on it, Bob. Victor Arvidsson on his way to Los Angeles after Nashville shipped him to the Kings for a second rounder this year. A third round pick in 2022, and that did seem to draw the ire of some of the Predators. I saw Philip Forsberg posted a giant thumbs down on his social media immediately after there. So, uh, sounds like the Blues are actively shopping Vladimir Tarasenko and his $7.5 million cap hit. Two years left on that deal. And Tom Dundon is officially the sole owner of the Carolina Hurricanes, having finally acquired the uh, final few shares of Peter Carmanos's uh, that he had in the club. Don Granato, former interim head coach in Buffalo. Bob, he's got the main role now moving forward, correct? Lucky him. Yeah, uh, Buffalo and Arizona, I think they'll both have top five picks for the next two years. Take it for what it's worth. Uh, I wouldn't surprise me if everybody other than Chikrin is available out of Arizona right now. What do you all think of Lawson Krause? Anyhow, uh, text us anytime, 780-496-0063, in Edmonton. And uh, we will continue. Boy, we got a lot of response. A lot of response on, uh, here we go. Okay, Bob, this one comes in out of Calgary. Let's say the Oilers do Caleb Jones, Kyle Turris, and Nima Linen for Keith. 1.6 retained. How do they handle expansion? Expansion, how does that affect the Larson extension? Uh, I don't, okay, well, you heard Elliot. 
Elliot said if Chicago's retaining, they're not taking a contract back that they're dumping, which would be Turris. So in, in my vision, maybe you could get them to take Turris. Would Jones and Niemalainen do it? It might, but you wouldn't get Turris and the Hawks eating 1.6 because you'd be saving on Edmonton's end on Turris a little bit. That's Would that do it, Jones and Niemalainen? I, I think you're getting closer. For, for the record, we're not talking Bouchard or Broberg. And likely Samarukov. I'd be surprised if the owners parted with Samarukov in a deal for Keith as well. But time will tell. We'll see what happens. That's if Edmonton ultimately these, you know, if, if things get come to fruition, there is no guarantee that's going to happen. We will take a quick time out out to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. We'll go back to Montreal and speak to longtime Edmonton Oilers player coach and uh, analyst for NHL Hockey and Rogers Hockey Night in Canada, Craig Simpson at 105 when we return on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.